Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Today we're going to be doing a part two of a two-part podcast which really we're describing the wealth management process at Hightower Great Lakes. Good morning, Tim. How are you? You know, I'm doing great, Eric. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Excellent. I am doing fantastic. And this is part two. If you have not heard part one, please go back and listen to it. Part one covered really the first meeting, if I'm not mistaken, which is the discovery, correct? That's correct. Yes. All right. And this is part of a five meeting process is what we're really covering. And we're kind of covering the, the other four meetings today, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Thank you, Eric. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and for those that are listening going, wait a second, five meetings, good gravy. That's a lot. Here's the thing. If your wealth manager or your financial advisor is, did not take the time to meet with you this many times or multiple meetings to get you set up on the path that you're going, that's a problem. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. But if you go there one time or two times and they say, okay, we got everything wrapped up. I know what we're going to be doing. Just think about how much time it took you to plan your wedding how much time it took you to plan any other huge event in your life. It was not a one hour or two hour deal and you, you had it set, right? So if you're thinking five is long, it's not, it's definitely something that needs to be done as, as far as a very thorough process to know exactly who you are and where you want to go. So what are these other four meetings we're going to be talking about? Yeah. So you're probably thinking, Oh, I have to sit in five meetings with Tim just to work <laughs> with him. Uh, but yeah. It's really not that painful, I promise. And there's a reason for it. And that's what I thought I would talk about in today's podcast. So, you know, I've mentioned in the past, I'm a certified financial planner, CPA. We follow the processes and procedures that they set up to help with basic planning. But what we like to do with our clients, in addition to that, is really focus on some of the more advanced planning needs like asset protection or advanced tax planning. Or I really love working with and preparing heirs, the, the next generation, the charities mm-hmm. who will ultimately receive the wealth. And, and every family is just super unique, right? They all have unique family communication, transparency issues. So to address that, we've actually divided up meetings when we meet with initial you know prospects who want to work with us. Um, but also we kind of go through this process with our existing clients. We just break it up into five meetings. And we talked in the last podcast about what we call the discovery meeting, where we're really trying to identify everything we can or draw out all the goals and all the information about you know, interests, values, relationships that the clients have. And that's the first meeting. And that's usually the most important because at that point, we determine mutually if it even makes sense to talk about, you know, go to the next step, which is getting into investments and some of the other things. So today, what I thought I would do is talk about the next four meetings, which is after the discovery meeting, which is getting into investment planning and, and other areas. Got it. Yeah. I mean, so it, it really sounds like the first meeting, if, like I said, if you have not heard that podcast, go back and listen to it because the discovery is, is very, very robust, but that's really where you're finding out about your clients, everything that you really need to know then to have these next four meetings, which really sound like the plan and then the implementation of the plan. Exactly. Cause you know, um, our definition of wealth management, we, 
It certainly covers investment consulting and investment processes, just as other advisors focus on. But we, the secondarily is we want to really get into advanced planning. And the third part, which I think we do pretty very well, is get into the relationship management, which mm-hmm. is really building and fostering client relationship, but also you know planning and coordinating with all their other advisors. So we've, we've gotten through the discovery meeting and we've all decided, yeah, it makes sense to go to the next step. And so what we do is we set up, we call the investment plan meeting. Now, I mentioned in the previous podcast, when we do the discovery meeting, we gather a lot of the financial information Mm -hmm. in advance at that meeting, but we really don't discuss it. We really keep it all so that we can do the analysis and meet with them to talk about the investment plan. And what we do is we go through a very elaborate analysis of what they're currently doing, what they have been doing, kind of measure. We, we, come, we prepare what we call a gap analysis where mm-hmm. we measure the risk that they're currently taking through a survey that they, they, they took with us and, and compare that to really what they, where they want to be. So, for example, I recently was referred to a client. A client referred me to a, a relative. And we gathered the information in that first meeting where we did, did the discovery And when it came to the second meeting, one of the key gaps or one of the key conversation points was the client had filled out this riskalyze survey, which is a system that we use to measure risk. And they come up with a score of 37. And it's just a relative score measuring how much risk they want to take. But when we did the analysis of their portfolio, it really came up and showed that they were in, their score was more like a 68. In other words, it was about a little more than twice the risk or about twice the risk that they thought they were taking or that they wanted to take. So there was a gap that we really needed to address. Got it. And then the second part of that same client example is we also do what we call a distribution or depletion rate analysis. And and this is really, you know, Eric, if you think of your own situation, if you look at what you currently have, what you're maybe saving, putting away, you target different retirement dates, and then what you're going to need when you start withdrawing, we want to make sure that your, your chart or your, your, you're not depleting so that the money's gone at 88 or 85. We, we want to mm-hmm. take you out to 100. So we always do that gap analysis too. And in this case, again, the depletion rate was bringing down assets to about 88, 89, whereas this is a super healthy person. But, you know, we, we, so we plan, we want to plan to go out to more like 100. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what everybody, when they think about financial you know, planning or retirement, so on and so forth, I think that is probably the baseline of what everybody wants, Right. I don't want to run out of money, right? And so that, that's that's part of the major part of the planning. But these meetings really dive into, that's great. You don't want to run out of money, but how do you want to live? How do you want to leave this earth? How do you want to bless your family beyond that or the charities around you? And I, I know we've discussed a lot of that before, but I think you just you just pointed out this exact example is kind of the, the square one, in, in my opinion of, okay, now we know if we're going to plan out to 100, what do we have to do to adjust the things that are happening in these next few meetings to make sure that you're a reaching that goal and b reaching it the way you want to. Exactly. So, you know, in that first meeting, we we got a complete understanding or a very good understanding of their goals, what they want to accomplish, what their targets are. Mm-hmm. And in this meeting, we've we've identified in this in this case there was a a big gap between how much they were withdrawing and you know what they should be withdrawing, and also just how much risk they were taking versus mm-hmm. how much risk they were comfortable with. So. As we got into the very detailed explanation of our investment process, you know, we communicated how it'll more match their risk tolerance, their time frame, their distribution rate, 
And it really becomes a, a roadmap going forward. And then at that point, you know, now we, we've, we've gone through this second meeting and the client says, uh, yeah, this makes sense or it doesn't. And hopefully it does. And then we, we talk about maybe moving on to what we call the next meeting, the third meeting, which is the mutual commitment meeting. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So typically, you know, like in the case that I just showed that I talked about, the client, you know, did understand that they're taking maybe too much risk. They did certainly didn't want to over deplete or deplete too quickly um, and, you know, put their retirement in jeopardy. So we made different assumptions, you know, based on that meeting. And then we scheduled what we call the mutual commitment meeting, um, which was about a 30 days later. And in that, in this meeting, you know, specifically what we're trying to do is now we, you know, we've, un we understand their goals. We've talked about the investment process. We've talked about their plan. And now we're, this is the third time they've kind of been with us, but the second time they've seen our updated proposal, our updated mm -hmm. analysis. And this is really where we are, you know, we're coming to an agreement that yes, you know, these are the things that we're going to be doing for you or that we're proposing to do for you, the type of planning, the type of analysis. These are the, also the things that, you know, we, we want you or want you to commit to also to do with us and for us. For example, you know, we, we offer to meet quarterly. Uh, not everyone wants to meet that often. So we talk about what kind of communication program or process do you prefer? The next generation, as we've talked about, you know, I find that they prefer more electronic. So they might want a one, one meeting a year or two at the most, but really they would like more electronic updates and more access to maybe mm. portal information where they can log in whenever they want. So typically we're going through a lot of that type of information. And then we, we come to the end of that meeting where we, we either all agree that this makes sense. There's a cultural fit, you know, based on our processes. And we are, we're truly not always for everybody. You know, I'll just give you an example. I've worked a, a couple of times where we've done the proposal, we've done the analysis, but there are some some people who like to do it themselves and don't necessarily value some of the analysis and the, the time that we need to put in. Mm -hmm. So, so in, typically when we're this far into it, I'm not finding that, you know, not often this happens because I hopefully catch it in maybe that first discovery meeting. But I have had instances where we all agree at this point, it doesn't make sense. It's not a fit. And then typically what we do at this point is offer to maybe refer them to other advisors we know of who are professional that, you know, may help them a little better than we can. Got it. Okay. So once we, but assuming we do have this meeting where there's this mutual agreement where, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is what, what you are, your, your commitments are to us and vice versa. We schedule what we call the 40, 45 day follow-up meeting. The purpose of the follow-up meeting, I think it's a really valuable meeting is to really walk through all the paperwork and all the noise created for the, for the new client. Because mm -hmm. when you set up new accounts, when you transfer assets, there's new processes, new types of statements, lots of confirmations, lots of what we call noise. And oftentimes I'll have a new client come in 45 days later with literally a bag full of just statements and stuff and saying, okay, what's important? What's not, what should I be mm -hmm. focusing on? Uh, what's, you know, it, because it, it gets frustrating, right? Nobody wants too much mail. Nobody wants things that are, you know, confusing or that kind of deviate for, or they think maybe doesn't really, it's inconsistent with the process or the plan. So this is a very valuable meeting because it also allows me to kind of communicate 
and kind of reset the conversation about the plan, about, you know, why there is some initial noise or statements or things like that, but that ultimately it will slow down. And then we, at that point, we work on scheduling what, what I call just the regular progress meetings, which is that fifth meeting where we really get into some of the, what I call the fun stuff, which is a lot of the advanced planning. So again, this, this 45-day meeting follow-up, I think is really valuable. And I find clients also tell me that they find it's valuable because it allows just kind of a, a quick reset after all the change, change is hard to identify, you know, what, what the paperwork looks like, what they can expect going forward. And then we also restate the communication plan, which is, you know, do you want to recommunicate via email? Should Sometimes people will tell us in advance they want to receive more statements, but then once they get them all through the mail, you know, we make them more electronic. So it just allows us to tweak the communication plan also. Yeah. And I think it also gives time between the, the, the mutual commitment meeting and, and this follow-up for them to take a look at that paperwork. Like you said, you're going to help them to be fully organized and understand everything that's there, but it gives them time to go over everything that came out of that mutual commitment meeting, which is quite extensive and it's quite big. So being able to have that time and then come back in with questions and or concerns and have those addressed and have your team listen to them. That's, I think that's fantastic. Exactly. And it also allows us to reset or restate or reconfirm the investment process that we really talked about a couple of meetings ago, because now they've received a couple of statements. They understand the plan. They've seen the change, the changes that we've made to what they were doing. We have, you know, showing them again, the risk, risk alive score versus what they're doing, making sure that they're on path, the mm -hmm. depletion rate, making sure they're on path. So it also gives them comfort that they're on path for success. Great. So after this meeting, I know you talked a little bit about the communication and kind of getting their feel for when they want to meet. What would that next meeting look like? So the next meeting is what we call the regular progress meetings. And this is where we start getting into a lot of the advanced planning that we do for our clients. Mm -hmm. the, this schedule, the schedule of this one and, and the meetings following that, is often just customized by the client because we're really starting to get into some very um, uh, tough planning issues. You know, so we focus on wealth enhancement. You know, we're making sure that everything is set up properly. We're evaluating ownership, beneficiary, should they be in trust, limited liabilities, things like that. Also, we start talking about wealth transfer, which is very hard. Uh, we're getting into, you know, how is your estate currently set up? Have a business succession plan. How is that set up? But talking about the hard things like, well, who who's going to get what, or who's going to take over, or who's going to be your executor? You know, we have the easier part where we can help you execute and implement. But clients have a difficult, very emotional um, process they have to go through, where they're really talking, where they have to determine where it's going to go, how much I'm going to communicate. You know, equal versus fair. You know, among mm -hmm. among children. Um, talking about, you know, notifying and discussing plans with charities. These meetings go on for years, but this first regular process meeting is where we really start outlining the plan and we prioritize, you know, is wealth protection an issue, uh, a priority? You know, are you in a high liability industry where we need to make sure that, you know, your assets aren't unjustly, you know, taken by creditors, litig mm -hmm. litigators, you have, you know, family issues, son-in-laws, daughter-in-laws, you know, uh, second wife, first wife. Are there issues that we have to worry about to protect assets for spouses, ex-spouses, things like that? Charitable giving, 
a priority. A lot of times I, we meet with people, we love to work with what we call family stewards, who are focused on protecting their family, uh, using the wealth for philanthropy. So oftentimes charitable giving is the priority that they want to, you know, focus on first. So we, we outline the advanced planning issues that we've identified and the needs. And then we work with the client in that first meeting to kind of set the priorities and set the agendas going forward for them. Got it. And I would assume that depending on the complexity of the, the family and the structure, whether they own a business or whether they have large assets from, uh, from inheritances, if they have 17 children versus two children, you know, a bunch of grandkids, I would assume by the complexity of the, the family unit and everything surrounding that, that really dictates how often you're meeting. It really does. So there are times where I worked with a, um, a business owner over a six-year period where the family talked about selling the business and went through about four or five different instances where they thought they were, it was going to happen, then it didn't. Mm -hmm. um, so there were different spurts where we might have had more meetings versus less. When it eventually did happen, charitable or philanthropy became a priority. So there was a lot of meetings at that point. And then once it all happened and there was a family foundation set up and the transaction occurred, everything settled down. We scheduled a 90-day meeting after that to kind of rehash. But there's, you know, so it, it comes in spurts, I think, was what you're asking. And yes, it does. Yeah. And, and uh, how flexible are you and, and is your team when it comes to life events? I, I know in these meetings, you guys cover, you know, anything that has changed in the last, you know, six months or a year or whatever. But what if something all of a sudden changes like, hey, my daughter just eloped and, you know, she eloped about two months ago. It's pretty amazing. I wasn't ready for that. And now she's pregnant also. So <laughs> I could really meet. I, I really need to meet with you guys to go over a few things because now I have a new grandchild coming and I have a son-in-law I didn't know about and blah, 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 blah. Uh, as part of our planning process, we focus on, we call them transition points, but those are, mm -hmm. it's exactly what you're saying. It could be a career change, business sale, grandchildren, you know, planning for college. Everyone has different transition points and as a result, different focuses and needs and priorities. So yeah, when we meet, we try to identify what those transition points, sometimes they just come up, but other times you can plan for them. And then we focus our energy on those uh, priorities for the client. And one part about that is uh, we've mentioned in a number of podcasts and in this one and the previous one that one thing we focus a lot on is organizing and you know, collaborating with um, the teams that of other advisors that work with our clients. So in mm -hmm. the case of a prenuptial agreement, we might bring in an attorney to the team that just does that for that temporary time. And then, um, so just a one-time one, one -time deal. But typically the what we call like the private um, attorney for the client, which is the main advisor, they'll be involved. CPA will be involved. And then we might bring in other people as we need them, depending on the, the transition point we're planning for. Got it. Okay. So again, I just wanted to go through that five-point planning process. And I, again, it doesn't mean it's going to be a miserable five meetings with Tim, but <laughs> uh, and it's also going to be with my team because we have a, a very certified, highly certified and uh, experienced team. But the discovery meeting is really a, an opportunity for us to get to know the clients, the prospects much better to make sure there's a cultural fit and we understand really what they want to accomplish. We then get into the investment planning meeting where we kind of calculate that gap analysis and, and make sure that 
the risk they're taking, the distribution rates they're planning for are consistent with what they're actually doing. We get in, then we once we mutually commit that, yeah, this is the relationship that that's going to work. We follow up and we have, you know, the, the 45 day meeting. And then we get into kind of these regular process meetings where we really do a lot of advanced planning, depending on, you know, the transition points or the different timeframes that we're working on with clients. Got it. I'm assuming once you've worked with a client for quite some time and you have a really good handle on their situation, their, you know, whatever their family structure is, business structure, so on and so forth. When they, when it comes to regular meetings, if there's not a tremendous amount that you have to actually change, or there's not a lot of changes in their, in their overall life that you, you know, might be able to meet right at the river and, and just talk about it over some fishing. Uh, definitely. That would be the perfect world. Um, <laughs> I could bring actually nowadays with technology, I could bring my, uh, create a hotspot with my phone and work off my iPad. And right. I have done meetings like that where I've met people anywhere, uh, even yeah. where there is no, you know, top of a, a gondola, you know, not, you know, when we were skiing. So yes, that's totally nice. possible. And that's the perfect world, right? Oh yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I like that. It's time to get creative and find out where you can, all the places you can meet. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, the processes we have is a lot of time and effort invested by the client. There's a lot of time and effort invested by us upfront, but also on an ongoing basis. And I just think that to do the advanced planning that business owners and entrepreneurs really need, they have to do that. You know, we find that a lot of business owners will focus in the business, operating the business, which is great. That's what they do but they need to allocate time and step back periodically to focus on the business also and on the mm-hmm. succession plan, the generational wealth planning, et cetera. So for the the listener that's hearing this right now thinking, you know what, my advisor didn't take this time with me, or I just don't feel like all of these pieces that Tim is talking about have been taken into account when it comes to my plan. What would you say their next steps are? I'd say just to kind of restate what you said, you know, really wealth management is includes investment management, investment consulting, which most advisors offer, but it also includes advanced planning. And it also, I think a very important part is the relationship management, not just with the client, the next generation, but also with their other advisors. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we work with entrepreneurial family business owners and what we, we try to focus on is helping them grow and protect their wealth. What I'd like to do and what we typically do with people who contact us that are not clients already is we offer what we call a stress test. We'll We'll stress test their plans and we'll coordinate with their professional advisors just to make sure that they're making smart decisions, you know, minimizing taxes, preparing the next generation. Um, and just also asset protection is a real big area. So I would recommend that if somebody's interested, reach out and we'd be glad to schedule a discovery meeting and offer to stress test their existing plans. Nice. Nice. And how do they reach you? Uh, they can contact me directly at my office at 219-246-5370. Or I'd like to say they can contact me in the river while I'm fishing, nice. um, but that's probably not likely. But they could also no. email me at tscanell at hightoweradvisors.com. All right. Sounds good. Any closing thoughts for today? Um, no, I appreciate the opportunity to connect with all entrepreneurs, business owners looking for some advanced wealth management. Yeah, absolutely. There isn't anything too complex. If you're thinking, man, I've got this, this is just a nightmare. I don't even know where to begin. Tim and his team can help you do that. Uh, And like you said before, sometimes it's not a fit and he may recommend somebody else, but he's connected heavily in the community and he has a great network of folks that he's worked with in the past. So 
you're going to be taken care of either way. So I, I encourage each listener, if you have these questions, to reach out. Tim, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Eric. I appreciate it. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the WealthStream podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WealthStream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. 